0: we started going through the Sefer Yichud Shavas from Rav Kluger. Um, And this is a continuation of that. It's the next piece. Uh, We'll see closer to Hanukkah, whether we take a break and go to Hanukkah, just continuing this, we'll we'll have to see. Um, So just to review what we spoke about last week, last week Rav Kluger talked about um, the Indian of showering on Fridays and what's really taking place. And the basic theme that you sort of see from his svarim is that Shabbos is entering Odem before the sin. And what's interesting about it is, the actual sin took place on Friday, before Shabbos. But Hashem allowed that first Shabbos for Him to sort of live in that oasis, as if the sin didn't take place. And that sort of happens every Shabbos. Every Shabbos, the Jewish people get to go back to that oasis of Odem before the sin so we spoke last week and it's a continuation I have a potentially if we finish it early enough maybe we'll talk about the HaShavos but we spoke about last week how the Indian of showering the same way physically the Avodah of showering is to remove the sweat so to the Indian of showering on Fridays is to remove the spiritual sweat what does that mean? so the Indian of sweat in the Torah is which means that one of the punishments of the sin is that you'll now have to work by the sweat of your brow And part of the reality of after the sin is that we had to do hishtadlis, we have to work in this world, but it creates a stain, and that stain is that misbelief that we're in control. And in order to wash that away, what happens every Friday is you're washing away that stain that naturally happens to us throughout the week. So now he continues with this theme of, what is Shabbos clothing? Now a lot of these, I once gave a share on Shabbos where I touched on these topics. And we'll run through it together. What's the Indian of, of wearing Shabbos clothes? So he says, Now that we discuss the Indian of showering on Fridays, that again, it's washing away that stain, making you worthy of entering that world that was of Adam Rishon before the sin, where there is no misbelief of who's in charge. Now we'll try to explain what's the Indian of Shabbos clothes. The Arizal told us, the Arizal was very particular that he would not wear on Shabbos anything that he wore during the week. Not the same yarmulke, not the same shoes, not the same tzitzis, whole new thing. The Arizal is obviously showing us that the Indian of Shabbos clothing is not just, you should wear something nice, there's something deeper here. So what's the Indian of Shabbos clothing? And how does that continue sort of what we, the theme that we started last week? So he says, let's start by looking at the nigla, looking at the halacha, and then we'll, we'll get into the machshava. What's the source of wearing Shabbos clothing? So the Pesach tells us in Yeshaya, this is the source for a lot of honoring Shabbos. It says you should rest your feet from um production on my holy day. The Oneg, You should call Shabbos a pleasure. You should have oneg Shabbos. You should honor Shabbos. And you should honor it. It says the Gemara. Chibadite means you should honor Shabbos by wearing Shabbos clothing. How do I know that Shabbos clothing is considered an honor? Because Rabbi Yechon used to call his clothing honor. Okay. This is the source. Now, what's the reason very practically, very simply put, Ha'inu ne Shabbos. Wearing Shabbos clothing is considered kavet Shabbos. It, it, you don't need to have a very deep, uh, big sheer to explain why you should be wearing Shabbos clothing. All of us, if you see someone not in Shabbos clothing, it, it throws you off a little bit. It's something you should wear It's Shabbos. You don't have to You know, get deep It's Shabbos. You should wear Shabbos clothing. Very simply put, if you show up to a king's palace in your weekday clothing, <laughs> it's, you're not taking it seriously. Shabbos is the whole world is uplifted, so you have to act accordingly. Why don't we mock the two in white clothing according to their result? Well. And he explains the Indian of wearing Shabbos clothes on, forget about machshav, but just very practical, practically the following example you go to a king's wedding and he shows up at the wedding pizza if everybody's eating pizza everyone's eating pizza at the king's palace that's a bazaar. that's that's not honor. you have to eat something fancy it has to be fancy so it has to be fancy clothing as well very simple okay it's an honor for Shabbos to wear the nicest clothing that you have, very simply put. But Rev Kluger feels that there's something deeper going on. The truth is, in the beginning of Hilcha Shabbos, it's brought down that Ezra was metakin the following takana. Ezra was metakin that on Thursdays you should do laundry. Now the Mishabur explains it's twofold. One is so that you'll have clean Shabbos clothing on Friday. right? If you do laundry on Thursday, that means that it'll be clean, that you won't just have dirty Shabbos clothing, you'll have clean clothing. And the reason why he was metakin, to do that on Thursday and not Friday, is because he didn't want everyone to spend their whole days doing laundry on Friday, so do it on Thursday. Before anybody asks, again, not for now, there's a whole discussion amongst the modern day Pisgim. Could you do laundry nowadays? Because nowadays the laundry machines are much quicker. It's not going to the river. Fine. But what you see from here is that Ezra was metaking that it's not just enough to wear Shabbos calling. They have to be laundered. They have to be cleaned. They have to be cleansed of the sweat of the week. Meaning, that the same way there's an Indian to wash away the sweat, to make yourself roy to enter, that world that was of Gan Eden before the sin, so too you have to wash the Shabbos clothing, the Shabbos clothing are also perfect. Which means the Indian of wearing Shabbos clothing is connected to what we spoke about last week, and that is preparing you to remove the stains of the week in order to elevate yourself to get ready for Shabbos. Now what does that mean practically when it comes to clothing? How is that different? You see, last week I said that showering washes away Again, I'll be panemius. it washes away all the the avoid of showering. If you I have to ask you what's the thought process you're supposed to have before you shower, it's that you're removing that misbelief of I'm in control. So what happens with clothing? So says Rav Kluger like this. Let's try to understand what clothing is and what clothing could be. So he says, So if you ever want to know what something's about, look at its its origins. Where does clothing come from? The first reference of clothing was, we all know, Adam Rishin before the sin was not clothed. And after the sin, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, because they sinned, they now noticed they were not clothed. And they took date leaves, and they 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 sewed it together and they made clothing out of it, which means, mishum shalachol adam. Meaning, understand this is a, this is the aside. The whole Indian of clothing, at its core, is to hide the shame of sin. And the other merchant sinned, then all of a sudden, there was a bashfulness, there was an embarrassment that sunk in, that he needs clothing to hide. The whole Indian of clothing is hiding, from yourself, hiding from. What you think you are, hiding from your flaws. He says, Every person naturally has things they're ashamed of. I mean, spiritually, I'm not talking about body issues. I'm talking about spiritually. There's elements that we're not proud of. And the same way you want to cover that up, the Indian of clothing is to cover it up. That's the functionality of clothing, it's to hide yourself. The Avoida, the, the Indian of clothing from its origin, was they were ashamed. Of the sin, and they wanted to hide, and they couldn't stand to be seen as they are, so they're hiding. He says, "Bush By the way, "levush" is from a it means embarrassment. a that they were embarrassed that they they went against the word of Hashem. "Umachmas and because they were ashamed, Malbush, they're trying to hide themselves. Isn't the bush more? Not. Someone else True. Well, I mean, it's, it works on both ways. It's for their It's for Hashem to see them and for they themselves. They were also embarrassed from themselves. It works on multiple levels, but it stems from shame. So the question is: So how do you fix that? And the answer is not. So you'll say, okay, if 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 if, if <laughs> you know where I'm, I'm not gonna go. The tikkun is not to not wear clothing. I because as we'll see in a moment, there are certain mistakes, there are certain errors that are not unforgivable, That, like the, the Derech Hashem, the Ramchal talks about this, that before the sin, it was possible for this world to become everlasting. Ever since the sin happened, there had to be death. No matter what, tshuva, whatever... There was a change that took place that this world has to end. And that's why even when Mashiach comes, there's going to be a moment where everything ceases to exist and then it'll restart. And then Ramchal says, because that mistake was so great that you can't go back. So too it is with clothing. The, 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 the Indian of clothing during the week, weekday clothing, is clothing that's tarnished by the sin, which means someone trying to hide who you are. The avoid of fixing it is not not wearing clothing. The avoid of fixing it is to do something different, as we'll see in a moment. But he understands. Let, let's just explain. Yeah. The Indian of clothing at its core, and this is weekday clothing. Clothing post-sin is clothing trying to hide, trying to run away from all of your flaws, trying to run away from who you really are, trying to pretend to be someone else. And he says, Beged, the, 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 Rabbi Nachman says, Beged is Beged, is rebellion. It's it's you know that there are flaws, and you're trying to hide and more layers and more layers. That's clothing after the sin. what this means is, that after the sin. What happened was, there's now a need for clothing. And that need, by the way, can never be reversed. For whatever reason, the world was affected in such a way that without clothing can never be a tikkun. There's never a tikkun of that world. You can never go back in that way, so there has to be a tikkun in a different way. But clothing after the sin is is, is trying to run away from yourself. It's trying to. It's due to the shame and due to the knowing of your own flaws, you're just trying to hide and trying to run away. And he says, "Ubladeim hubush v'nechum yatzma." The word "lubush" means "busha," but he says "lufikach." So, how do you fix this? Kasher hadoiris haboim oyskim betikun chet on clothing is fixing the sin. How so? What it's doing is it's changing the perspective of what clothing is. Instead of clothing... You see, clothing is interesting. You have this in... The Balatani talks about this a lot. Levush, the clothing can actually work on two levels. It could hide who you are, right? It covers yourself up. But it also is a form of expression, right? Everyone, right? You you have, you know, I see with the kids, they all have slogans, and this one will wear with uh, Tupac on his shirt, and this one wears his favorite rapper. They're expressing themselves. Clothing is a form of expression. So on the one hand, it's hiding yourself, but it can also express who you are. And even very practically, if a doctor walks in, right, and he's wearing the lavosh, you know he's a doctor, right? There's a famous uh, comedian's joke that if you had a, uh, it's a... I think it's a, it's a comedian's joke that if you have... What's going on? That if you have a... a what do you call it? A, a stewardess that's on the plane that's not wearing the clothing, it's just a person telling you to sit upright. No one would listen to them. You, th- There's a certain once you see what their clothing is, now you know who they are, you now you know what they're about. So that's a different form of expression of clothing. After the sin of Adam Eishin and the Avoid is to fix this, and the Indian of Shavos is going back to the world that was before the sin, therefore you can't be wearing the same clothing. You can't be wearing, and, and, and practically, halachically, you're not supposed to wear the same clothing, but it also means is mentally, you're not supposed to be wearing that same clothing, which is trying to hide, are, trying to hide and trying to run away of who you are. So what's the avayda of Shabbos clothing? He says, The avoida of wearing Shabbos clothing is to express who we really are. And that is, a Jew is we know with b'nei malachim. The Indian of wearing the finest clothing that a person can wear is not just, it's Shabbos, you have to honor it. It's we're finally able to express who we really are. Throughout the week, we look shlobby, and throughout the week, we're, we're running away from all of our sins. All of a sudden, on Shabbos, what we're doing is, we're not running away anymore. And we're telling HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as this is like the whole theme of all Chasidis, is that there's two different ways you could perceive a person. You could perceive a person that they're a person who does good, but also does bad things. And they're this mixture of both. But a Jew is not like that. The way HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees Kalal Yisrael is that they're good people who make mistakes as opposed to flawed individuals who sometimes do the right thing. And that's a, a worldview that's very different. Seeing someone that who they are in their core, in their mohus, are good. but they, and, and their mohus, they really want to do good. And they just make mistakes then all of a sudden, Shabbos, what you're doing is you're saying, you know who I am? I'm not running away from my mistakes. I'm not running away. I'm not hiding. I am someone who who's, wears the finest clothing. I'm a walking prince. And the mistakes that I make are just uh, a, a lapse in judgment. But who I am, so Shabbos, the Indian of Shabbos clothing is not just to wear nice clothing. The Indian of Shabbos clothing is you're expressing yourself for who you really are for the first time. You're no longer running away. You're walking around like a king. Because that's who the Kala is. And that's defining your real essence. And the mistakes that you make are just, those are mistakes, but that's not who you are bimahus. See, so he says, You have this with the Kayin Gadol. The Kayin Gadol wore the finest clothing. In the Kayidush in the Akadashim. In the Beis HaMikdash. And the reason is because he wasn't hiding. He allowed, he used the clothing to express who he really is, and that's a walking king. Rav Kluger says, So too it is, The same way the kain Gadol on Yom Kippur wears the finest clothing, So too it is, when you're putting on Shabbos clothing, you're not just, okay, I put it on because I go to weddings, I, it's, I have to look fancy because everyone else in the shul is, is wearing a suit. You're wearing a suit because while the week. You're running away and you're hiding who you are. On Shabbos, you're actually expressing your true self. You're allowing clothing to express who you are. And the question is, what are you expressing? And on Shabbos, when you're wearing the finest clothing, the clothing that the tzaddikim wear, the clothing that the finest Jews wear, that that's your way of saying, I want to be a part of this. Shari hasaris The of Friday is removing clothing of the weekday. Removing clothing hiding yourself and and hiding all the flaws that they are. You see, when you're wearing clothes to hide who you are, it doesn't have to be nice because that's not the point of clothing. It just has to hide. As long as it's hiding, it could be a sackcloth. What's the difference? The Avoid of Shabbos is not to hide who you are. It's to reveal the true self, which is we're walking kings and we're walking princes and princesses. And all of a sudden, that perspective is very different. I mentioned this once when I spoke about this, that there was, um, there were a bame in the neighborhood that, um, Whatever, it goes along in the theme that I, I, we don't see eye-to-eye eye in many areas with other abonim. Uh, I don't see eye-to-eye eye in, in certain areas of Ashkafa with other abonim. And just how to go about things, my father has a different approach. And they wanted us to sign a proclamation uh, put up in the, in the newspapers uh, saying that you're not allowed to wear weekday clothes on Shabbos. That the kids are wearing weekday clothes. And it's, uh, you know, like, Kol uh, Koyre, you know, Beis Yisrael, one of these, you know, Pashkavilan, that they, they wanted to make, uh, to put in the papers. And my father said, I'm not going to sign that. Uh, for a couple reasons, uh, you know, whatever, there's uh, there's a couple reasons. But also, that's not the way to go about it. If you want a kid, uh, trust me, I'm around these kids a lot. If they're wearing, if they're not interested in wearing Shabbos clothes, it's not because they they're, they're not afraid of going to Gehenim and they don't realize that they will if they wear Shabbos clothes. That's not the point. The point is not that you have this sometimes in certain. I can tell you this in certain shuls, they're makpid. If, if you don't wear a hat and jacket, you don't do this. That's not. I don't. I don't believe in 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 enforced enforcing them to do this without explaining what it's about. If you explain what it's about, then maybe maybe people will start want to wear Shabbos clothing. If you realize that Shabbos clothing is the opportunity that you have once a week. To be your true self and your true self is that your true self is expressing yourself that you're not like everyone else in the world that you're not walking around like everyone else and you just happen to wear a finer clothing you're expressing yourself that you're a king amongst men i I think people would be willing to do that i think people would want to do that and it's just a matter of explaining to them that that you saw that's what's happening clothing from the beginning of time post the sin was hiding yourself and that's clothing of the weekday clothing of shabbos is different it's expressing yourself and what are you expressing that's up to you depends what you're wearing and and you know salvechik used to say that he he didn't like or salvechik was not a fan of people wearing hat and jackets like in the summer they would wear hat and jackets during davening, or suits during davening. they would take it off and walk in the streets in just uh you know short sleeve shirts or er Salvezich used to tell his students he wasn't a fan of this. He says you don't wear a suit on Shabbos for davin you wear it for Shabbos for the Shabbos queen. And he says the Shabbos queen is outside, so it's not just in shul. That was his perspective, and it's this perspective also that the void of Shabbos clothing—it's elevating the person it's allowing yourself to express who you really are. And maybe, maybe those people who who don't, unfortunately, maybe they don't know who they are, and maybe that's what it is—they don't know what they could be, and 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 they'd rather, you know, wear. Uh, you know, Tommy Hilfiger across their shirt or 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 Nike, whatever all these things across their shirt to, to as opposed to what they really are, which is people that look like Ramosha Feinstein and people that look like Rakhain Kanevsky and people that look like the Gudeli Adar because that's who they are. They may not act like that, but but who they are but And that's the avoid of Shabbos clothing. Alright we'll stop we're not gonna we'll stop this point, but I wanna go to the next point. Um, the next in the safer, just very very quickly, very quickly. The next in the safer is he talks about the Indian of Te Sefer Shabbos. Now, this is a whole halachic topic, which I'm not going to get into, but there's a mitzvah Dei to add Shabbos to the weekday, which means if Shabbos begins at sunset at 4.18, I mentioned this on Tuesday, people think that you have 18 minutes. You don't have 18 minutes. You have to add a few minutes before Shabbos to accept Shabbos early. Now, women, historically accepted Shabbos early, 18 minutes early. That's the Indian of lighting candles 18 minutes before. They're adding Shabbos to the weekday. They're bringing Shabbos in early, 18 minutes early, and that's beautiful, and that's a wonderful thing. And that's why when there are calamities, the Rabbin say, bring it in even a little earlier. Men have not historically done this, but we have to take it on a few minutes early. And what that means, what's the amount of time? He said, two minutes. The Mishaburu said, "Uh, uh, 15 minutes. There's different opinions. Rev Kluger wants to know what's the Indian of bringing Shabbos in early. Like, what's what's happening? So the truth is, he quotes from Rashi that Rashi says very practically the reason why we bring Shabbos in early is because it's just a safeguard. If if you if you don't bring it in early, there's a chance that you'll bring it in late. So just very practically, it's a safeguard. Now the problem with that is. And there are, are Rishonim that question this because this is a biblical concept. We don't generally find safeguards being biblical. It's more rabbinic. So there's a different perspective. And that is, from some Rishonim and from the Shulchan Aruch, it implies that it's not a safeguard. Hashem wants you to bring Shabbos into the week. He wants you to do that, to bring it a few minutes early. Well, the question is why? What's happening? So instead of going through the of Kluger, I brought down one paragraph from the Bnei Yisoscha. This is a Bnei Yisoscha that I think we've learned in the past. This is from Maimer and Shabbos. I think it's on the left side, so it looks a little different. Maimer Shabbos is Maimer Aleph Ois Base. Not very long, just a portion of five minutes just to explain. I think that this Bnei Yisoscha really explains what's happening when you bring Shabbos in a few minutes early. The Bnei Yisoscha says like this, the word Shabbos is gematria, is a numerical value, hu el hachoimer. It's the soul of the creation. What does this mean? See, so he says like this, Amr Chazal, the Gemara tells us, a famous halacha, that goyish ha chayev If a non jew keep Shabbos, he gets a death penalty. And it's a big shaila, exactly. Why? Why is that, that a non jew can't keep Shabbos? B'near the farish, So So, B'nei Yisaf says, I'll give you my, my take on it. He says like this, kol b'harich im yoyim ha-shabbos He says like this, everything in creation has two parts. It's got a body and it's got a soul. Right? We have a body. I'll I'll say this outside. We have a body and we have a soul. We have a godly soul. Goyim don't have a godly soul. They have animalistic soul. They don't have a godly soul unless they convert. That's a little different. Converts are are non-Jews who have godly souls. But we have a body and a soul. The same way every person has a body and a soul, that works on that exists in different forms. Within time itself, there's a body and a soul. The body of time is the six days of the week. Shabbos is the soul of time. He says even more than this, within people, the peoples of the world, there's the body of people, and that's the 70 nations, and then there's the soul of humanity, and that's Klael Yisrael. So he says like this, the same way The reason why a non-Jew can't keep Shabbos is because non-Jews are connected to the body. Shabbos is soul. If a body tries to enter the soul world, what happens? That's called death, right? What happens when the body enters, right? when someone dies, the soul enters the soul world? The body can't enter the soul world. When the body tries to go into a place it can't go to, that causes a period, that causes a separation, which causes death. A non-Jew cannot keep Shabbos because... For a physical body to try to connect to the world of souls, it doesn't work. Understand, Shabbos, let's focus on this Nekuda. The six days of the week are the body of time, and Shabbos is the soul of time. You see, we have this, it says in the Gemara, It says in the Gemara, <speaking> in <Hebrew> it's a famous shaila from the Gemara it says that Hashem rested on the seventh day which implies that he made something on the seventh day I thought there's nothing created on Shabbos it says the Gemara Menucha Hashem created serenity you can't create serenity serenity is the absence of creation what do you mean you created serenity he says you know what serenity means serenity means that Shabbos is the soul of the rest of the week if you didn't have Shabbos, the rest of the week would be dead, would feel empty, you'd feel nothing. Shabbos is like a plug to the fridge. Shabbos infuses life, It, it, it create, there's a creation of Shabbos, that creation is, it infuses life to the rest of the week. The more you're connected to Shabbos, the more you're Shema Shabbos properly, the more the rest of the week is full of life. I even mentioned this. Rav Kluger talks about this. That he says Shabbos is not the end of the week. Shabbos is actually in the center, and it gives life from right. If you didn't do Havdalah, you could do it till Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday is already for the next week. Which means Shabbos is the center. It's giving off light. It's spilling out, you know, that kedusha, and it's giving life to the six days around it. Everything. Hashem, everything in the Torah, Hashem wants us to do in order to bring down, to make it more real. The Indian of Teiseph Shabbos is this. The reason why Hashem wants us to accept a few day, few moments early, it's Hashem wants us to infuse Shabbos into the weekday. The more you do that, the more permeation of Kedush, the more permeation of meaning, the more life is infused into the weekday. And instead of Hashem just doing this a gift to us, that Shabbos just gives life and it's the electricity that plugs the rest of the six days of the week and if you're not Shema Shabbos properly then the rest of the six days of the week you're going to feel dead and if you're Shema Shabbos properly then all of a sudden those six days of the week it's lit up instead of just having a system that goes on its own Hashem wants us to do something to be poiled, to do a mitzvah that brings down isarusa Hashem likes us to do an action that brings down because then you earned it then you made it real the Indian of Tehsef Shabbos is that without Tehsef Shabbos, there's like a separation. There's Shabbos and then there's the weekday. Hashem doesn't want that. He wants the Kedushah of Shabbos, the life that is Shabbos, to permeate weekday as well. When a Jew takes Shabbos in a few minutes early, what you're, and you're supposed to say, by the way, it's brought down to Mishaburi, you're supposed to say, I'm Meqabal Shabbos to in the Mitzvah Tehsef Shabbos. He's supposed to say those words. And you, I, I, I try to say it during Mincha, right, you know, I mean, right when you're done Shmaneser, you have a couple minutes. You say, I am Mechabal Shabbos to Mekai in the Mitzvah to Sefer Shabbos. I am bringing Shabbos in early in order to Mekai in that Mitzvah. What you're doing is you're bringing Shabbos into the weekday and then it just flows. And then it doesn't stop by three minutes in early. It just keeps going, keeps going. And then all of a sudden, the weekday, which could be dead and could be could be lifeless, all of a sudden it now has its soul. It has its Kalal yisrael. It has its, its Neshama that enters the goof. That's the in and of Tei Shabbos. To have that in mind when we're Mekai in the Mitzvah Shabbos and it should taka, Shabbos should infuse life into everything. And the same way Shabbos is that life that it, that that's the soul of the body. So you know that Eretz Yisrael is also the soul of all Eretz Yisrael, of all land that Hashem should re, re-breathe life into all of us.